We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. I like tacos. Mañana viernes, ma sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo. Hello, hello, and welcome to Black Shirt Mixtape. 
I am Jesse, and I'm going to be the host or be your host on this uh, this little sonic journey. Episode 26, and uh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited about this one. Um, I've got a, I always have a ton of ideas, but this one kind of came to me, I don't know, a little bit later in, in, the, in the game as I adjust my microphone here, excuse me. Um, but I wanted to do an episode about songs that like, like earworms, you know, like songs that you just like, whenever you hear them, you just got to crank it up. Right. And so I started putting together a list of tracks that, you know, I really, really love. Uh, some of them are, um, new, some of them are older. Um, but they are songs that I, I, like I said, I just, I just love them. I mean, every time they come on, I, I, I can't, uh, I can't help but turn it up. And that track, uh, has, uh, that's like number one with a bullet as, um, John Cusack would say in a uh, high fidelity. That was, uh, Dave Grohl with his daughter, Violet. And it's a cover of us, uh, of a song, um, called Nausea by a band called X out of Los Angeles. That song is old. That's like 1980. And uh, Dave Grohl uh, just recently put out uh, a pretty good documentary called What Drives Us, uh, basically about like the origins of bands like touring, right? So just getting in getting in an old crappy van and touring the country with a bunch of stinky people and, and just loving every minute of it. And uh, he decided to record... This uh, that song because I guess in a some roundabout way he is related to uh, the guitar player uh, from X DJ Bonebreak, so he got his uh, daughter Violet uh, in on the action. So she's been um, she's kind of been slowly you know making her way into Dave's stuff, uh, which I think is totally awesome. Like she's uh, did some backing vocals on there on the Foo Fighters last record. Uh, she's done she's been on stage with him a bunch, but uh, it's really neat to to see her kind of come into her own. And if you want a real treat, um, they played, uh, on uh, late night with Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Kimmel live, whatever that show's called. Uh, and they put together, it's pretty cool. Dave Lombardo from, uh, Slayer on drums, uh, Chris Novoselic from obviously from Nirvana on bass, um, playing with, uh, Greg Kirsten, who is a phenomenal producer, um, keyboard player, multi-instrumentalist, but uh, Greg Kirsten is from the bird and the bee, uh, he's produced the last couple Foo Fighters records. He's produced everybody, every great pop song. I mean, he's, this guy's a genius. Um, and they did a great uh, live rendition of that song. Um, I'm going to play, let's play a little uh, PJ Harvey. So full disclosure, like I'm not, I, I love PJ Harvey, but I really love one record. And that is Stories from the City and Stories from the Sea. Like that record to me is like a desert island disc, uh, front to back. It's an amazing record, but there's one song in particular that every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my God, this, I just reminded of the, the brilliance of this song. Uh, and that is called You Said Something. Something 
telling you, I don't know what it is about that that song, that that guitar line. Uh, it's I, I just be, I become completely hypnotized every time it comes on. Um, that was a track called "Swim and Sleep Like a Shark" uh, by a band called Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Phenomenal. It's really one guy, and he's out of uh, New Zealand. Uh, phenomenal. Um, phenomenal record. I mean, the stuff that he puts out is just. It's either like it's super. It's catchy, but it's very weird. But that's probably one of his most accessible uh, tracks off of uh, the album entitled Two. Um, I'm hoping that they, I, I, so let's talk a little bit about like live shows because those are starting to come back, right? I love it. I get all these notifications now in my inbox like, hey, congratulations. Like this show has been rescheduled. And I think my biggest problem now is I have shows that are on the same day, like first world problems. But um uh, I'm super excited uh, for live concerts to to come back, and I'm I, I heard a rumor that um, that these guys were going to tour the states here towards the end of the year. So I definitely want to go check them out. Um, I've got a show coming up, my first show back. So my last show was February 25th of 2020, and it was uh, Metronomy, who are a great band from the UK, um, and I saw them here in Dallas uh, at Canton Hall, I believe, and then all of a sudden, boom, right? Pandemic. And so now my first show coming back is going to be next month. And I'm super excited because it's it's a Texas native, uh, Shaky Graves out of Austin. He's going to be playing at the Rustic here on June 20th. So if you're a Dallas native, you got to get tickets. It's a super chill venue. Um, Shaky Graves is amazing live. Um, speaking of amazing bands, uh, amazing live shows, Interpol, right? I love Interpol. Uh, my wife loves Interpol. She's a huge Interpol fan as well. And it was really hard for me to like pick a song because there's so many of their songs that just like, oh my God, I love this song. I love this song. Um, I saw these guys live for their last tour and I managed to finagle my way through uh, at the Bomb Factory to some better seating, uh, like basically over the stage. Uh, I told a little white lie. Sometimes I do that at shows um, and it works. And I don't feel bad about it because there was nobody really around us. Um, but they were amazing. I mean, Interpol does not disappoint. Um, and I love this track. Uh, I love this track, especially live. Uh, a track called uh, Not Even Jail off of uh, their sophomore album, Antics. A lot of people love this track. I especially love the breakdown at the end of the song. So um, on the recorded version, they, they fade it out. You can start to hear what's coming, but live, they actually extend it for a couple of bars. And it's really just Sam on drums, just kind of banging away. And it's just so great. I, I just, I absolutely love this track. So uh, let's check out Not Even Jail by Interpol.
So part of of the the part of why I love the kills is because part of their thing is that they do a lot with very little, right? It's just two of them. It's just Jamie and Allison, right? And they they just bang the shit out of their their instruments and they just make really awesome music. They're uh, speaking of live bands. I mean, if if you have a chance to check out the kills, uh, unreal. It's like you're in a room with like fifty people and it's just the two of them up there. But um, that is actually a cover song. So they they released a little, uh, they released an album last year called Little Bastards, which was B-sides, outtakes, throwaways, and this really awesome Serge Gainsbourg cover of a song called I Call It Art. And I think it was like a B-side to a single a couple of years ago. Anyway, I love it. I mean, I love all their stuff. Again, super hard. Like, you, you know, you you might be yelling at at your, your speakers or wherever you are right now, like, Jesse, like, that's the kill song that you pick. That I don't know why I just I love all their stuff, but whenever I hear that song, like I just have to let it play, and I you know it'll come up randomly on shuffle or I think I was shopping with my daughter, like I want to say like a Hollister or something, and it came on, and I was like, what? Um, and I tried to, not to embarrass her, like singing and whatnot, but um, that didn't work out too well. Um, how about we play a little bit of some Echo and the Bunny Men? So I played Echo before um, on the show and I've had, I've said it before and I'll say it again, there would be no um, Coldplay if there was no Echo. Like, and I was watching a live show on, I think Amazon Prime the other day 
from a couple of years ago and I'm like listening to them play through their stuff. And I'm like, geez, this is like, I mean, Chris Martin needs to write that dude a check, Ian McCullough, a check, like at least once a quarter in thanks. Um, but I especially love a track called uh, Seven Seas off of their, so, you know, people always say, well, this is the band's seminal record. Like this is literally the band's seminal record, Ocean Rain. Like if anybody were to come to me and say, well, I don't know, you know, where should I start with, with Echo and the Bunnymen? Ocean Rain, start there and then start working your way out, you know, increase the radius. Um, but I absolutely love this track uh, and it's called Seven Seas. Sorry, heart, with your favorite finger, paint the whole world blue and stop your tears from stinging. Hear the cavemen singing, good news they're bringing. Seven seas swimming them so well. A longing for some fresher feeling, belonging more, just forever kneeling. Where's the sense in stealing without the grace to be it?
was the amazing killers in a track called when you were young um you know that that's I, I i love i don't like where the band is now i mean their last album was better uh i don't know what's going on interpersonally with that band uh their guitar player and bass player like aren't in the band but they are in the band but they don't tour um we got to see them l- two years ago um this show is actually turning into not earworms but like best live best live shows best live music um, we got to see them play. They did like a warm up show at the Bomb Factory here in Dallas before they played a festival uh, at AT and T uh, Stadium, and um, they played at the Bomb Factory, which is a smaller venue. And they opened with that song, and I think that song's kind of taken on like a new meaning. Like when that's when they when they when they uh, Brandon Flowers, lead singer, jumps up on the monitors, and that song kicks in with that guitar crunch. You know that. Chunk, chunk. I mean, and the lights go on and the crowd just went ballistic. Uh, They played a phenomenal show. But that track for me, again, like when I hear it, I'm like, that's just such a definitive song for the uh, for the band. And it's been so much fun watching them, like um, watching their career, Uh, you know, very fortunate, um, you know, to have seen them a lot live. Uh, First time we ever saw them was uh, for their when their debut album, Hot Fuss, came out and they played a. They played a, a small festival in San Diego called Street Scene. I don't even know if it's around anymore. Um, they basically would like uh, cordon off a bunch of streets in downtown San Diego and have a bunch of bands play. And, and the first time we saw them, it was like they had the 4, 4 p.m. slot on a Friday. You know, it's like it's daylight out. Like people are sober and they're just like, but there was a lot of people there. You know, there was a lot of buzz around the band. They, you know, um, they were getting played a lot on, on local radio stations and their video was playing. And 
and then a year later, we saw them again at Street Scene, and they headlined. And by then, they had moved it over to um, Jack Murphy Stadium, um, which is sadly no longer there. Some people like to call it Qualcomm Stadium, but if you're a, if you were a local in San Diego and an old school Padre Charger fan, um, it was always the Murph. And uh, they headlined a year later to like 50,000 people. It was ridiculous. Um, but I love that track and uh, I never get tired of listening to it. Um, another track that I don't get tired of listening to and I love that it's been incorporated into um, one of my favorite movies is a track called Black Sheep by a Toronto, Canada a band called Metric. And uh, so Edgar Wright, brilliant director, uh, did a wonderful adaption of Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, a few years back. And he, he much like uh, Quentin Tarantino and James Gunn, uh, Edgar really pays uh, special attention to the music that's, that's in the, his films. Uh, if you've seen any of his movies, especially Baby Driver, you know, music is, is intertwined uh, in the story just as much as the dialogue and, and the, the, uh, the scenery is. And, um, the fictional band in the movie, uh, Clash at Demon Head, uh, come on and play. It's a pretty pivotal scene in the movie. And they, they actually play this song uh, by Metric, uh, or they, they mime it, and it's a song called Black Sheep, and I absolutely love it. It kicks ass. My kids love it when they hear it. They get all pumped up. But um, let's go ahead and check out another earworm by Metric. It's called Black Sheep.
song.
forgot how long that song was. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was um that was Liam Finn, uh, son of Neil Finn, lead singer, de facto leader of Crowded House, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite songwriters. Um, and Liam's been kind of bouncing around doing solo work. Uh, he's actually now a member of Crowded House. He's toured with his dad a bunch. Just a really talented kid, obviously. I mean, there's a lot to live up to. But that was um. That was a track called Second Chance off his debut album called I'll Be Lightning. I mean, that was, I think that was from like 2007. Like, that's how long I've been digging that track. It is a really, really good track. Um, and I, I do love it so. Um, so we haven't really played much 80s, which is pretty shocking because I like live, like that's my, that's my jam. That's my wheelhouse is 80s music. And um, when, when, most people are, when, when someone says that a band called the Divinals, most people think of that song, I Touch Myself, right? That was their, kind of their big track in the 90s. Um, and, uh, but what, what a lot of people fail to realize is uh, this band, um, this Australian band is, had been pumping out a lot of great music for a very long time. I think they, late 70s and then all the way, th especially through the early 80s. Um, and John Hughes, uh, expertly used this track, uh, ring me up. I think it was in 16 candles. I want to say like one of the dance scenes at the gymnasium where Sam's being pestered by, uh, the geek, AKA farmer Ted. Um, such a great, God, I love that movie. We showed it to our eldest, um, I want to say like two months ago, she'll be 13 in the fall and we're like, maybe we could show it to her. It's PG. Well, PG back in like 85 is wildly different, right? They didn't have PG-13. There's a reason why. So uh, a little culturally inappropriate um, and just some language. But, uh, you know, she's she's a pretty mature kid. So she, she got it. I don't think she dug it. I was actually talking with somebody last night. So we actually, my wife and I actually went out last night. So we're vaccinated. And we went to uh, a dinner party with a bunch of other vaccinated people. And it was amazing. Like at first it was very weird because nobody really knew what to do. But um, as the evening progressed on, uh, everybody kind of calmed down and we had a really great time. And I was having a conversation with somebody about how I, I don't think our kids are ever going to appreciate some of the 80s humor that, you know, that we loved and we grew up with. And that's okay. Um, but this song uh, that I really love is an earworm for me uh, by the Divinals is a track called Ring Me Up. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Ooh, 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 oo
a lot of Adam Ant songs that, you know, that I could have chose. I love that one. And the, one of the reasons why I love it, and I, I had to count it out just to make sure. So once, you know, uh, in the intro of the song, um, there are four different guitar parts going on at once. Three electric and one acoustic, uh, which is crazy because it's like, plus you have the horns, plus you have the bass, plus you have the keyboards. It's nuts. Uh, Marco uh, Peroni, uh, his songwriting partner for many years, um, I mean, just a great, th- those two together wrote some really great stuff. So, um, that was my eighties, um, that was my eighties, uh, contribution. Uh, and you know, I, 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 I realized that I missed a song, uh, that I didn't chat about. And that was right before I played Liam Finn. I played, um, I played Cannonball by the Breeders. And quite frankly, I know that song is probably pl- way overplayed, but I don't care cause it's freaking brilliant. And, uh, if you don't like that song, I will just, I, we can't be friends and I'll fight you. Uh, okay. So I'm going to play a track, um, from a band that I really don't, (laughs) I don't really dig the rest of their stuff, but I absolutely, absolutely adore this song. I, it's just super catchy chorus. I love the tone in the lead singer's voice. Um, it's a song called December by a group called the constellations. And, um, I think I mentioned earlier, like I was, I heard some, I heard some, oh, I heard some kills, uh, in Hollister shopping with my, my eldest daughter. And then I think I was like in banana Republic when I first heard the song and I, I had to Shazam it. Cause I'm like, who is this? Um, I'm not sure if they're around anymore. They're, they're from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the constellations are, and this is off their album called Southern Gothic. Nothing really else on the album sounds like this. Um, but no matter, uh, because we still have this track and it's absolutely amazing. Enjoy. You know, let's start that over. That was terrible. I apologize. Cause you need to, you need to get the full scope of the song and you know what? We do this live. That's how it, that's how, that's how I roll on black shirt mixtape. Fuck ups and all. So enjoy. This is uh, December by the Constellations. Every cold, every winter, spring and fall, it comes and goes like the earth. Spinning round and round your garden No one knows Standing still Like a broken plant That needs to be rewired 
cold is chill In the time of falling leaves It makes me weak Harvest fell From all the seeds we've sown in season Now we reap and we grow Little closer to the end of what we know And we'll grow like the ashes Dust and dust and I don't know September, October gets a little colder. November and the rain come free. But it's the way you'll be on your knees, yeah. At least five in September. October gets a little colder. November and the rain come free. But it's the way you'll be on your knees, yeah. <laughs> Searching out, going round, what became 
Fleetwood Mac song uh, ever, and it's by one of my favorite bands called The Head and the Heart, um, off their uh, Signs of Light record, which is actually my favorite album of theirs. I've been a fan since they started uh, when they released their debut on um, on Sub Pop Records, and this was their first uh, release for Warner Brothers. This was also the album where um, founding member Josiah uh, Johnson did not participate, so. He left the band to, he needed to, to take care of some things. And um, the band recorded and, and uh, toured without him, and he is no longer a member of the band. Um, but I just love that song. I, I love the lyrics. I love the, the melody. I love the guitar playing. It's, like I said, it's very Fleetwood Mac-ish, very Lindsey Buckingham. And um, I love that track. I love that whole record. And um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're doing right now. I think they're working on stuff. Uh, which would be great because I know that uh, we got to see them live uh, for their Living Mirage tour, which was great. Uh, I mean, if you ever get a chance to see the Head and the Heart live, please do so. Really great band. Love them. 
Uh, I think that comes to, this is the end uh, of this episode, episode 26, which was sort of about like my favorite earworm, earworm tracks, sort of about great live shows, sort of about what you hear when you're shopping at the mall, I think. Um, and, uh, I, I just want to thank everybody for, for listening. Uh, we've been steadily increasing our downloads and, and people listening to the show, which is really cool. Cause I started this kind of for me. Uh, so it's, it's kind of rewarding to like, see that people dig it. Um, if you want to tell me and share, you know, what your favorite earworms are, feel free to DM me or, you know, drop a line in, in the comment section on social media. Um, so I'm going to close out with, I'm going to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to close out with lithium, but it's not lithium by Nirvana. It's lithium um, with Annie Clark, AKA St. Vincent. Um, and there were the remaining or surviving members of Nirvana from the uh, rock and roll hall of fame show in 2014. And when she came on stage to play this, I was blown away. I was super stoked that, that they had just women front, Nirvana for the tracks that they played, right? Joan Jett, Kim Gordon, Lord, and then Annie Clark, you know, saunters out with her crazy crimped blonde hair, white hair at the time, and her awesome guitar. She's a phenomenal guitar player, and they just ripped through Lithium. So this is now, and I, I kind of wish they would have toured that incarnation, either with, either with her or with everybody, all, all the ladies that that sang, man. That would have been great because they blew the doors off. Uh, and I, I love this version. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoy. Uh, if you're so inclined, please also listen to my pop culture podcast, uh, Tacos and Turntables. Uh, and you can also subscribe, like, comment, whatever on this podcast. It's a pleasure spending time with you guys. And remember, be kind to everybody because it's free.